0: Welcome back into the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios. This is the B List Daily on 105 Sports. It's a Maine athletic fundraising football Friday, and happy to be joined on the phone by the sports editor of the Boston Herald, formerly, of course, of the Lewiston Sun Journal here in uh, Lewiston, Auburn, up here in Maine, but now down in Boston. Justin Pelletier, thanks so much for joining us. Hey man, how's it going? It's going well. You're hey, live with Aaron and uh, Coach Wing here on this Friday, and uh, so now that you've gone down to Boston uh, working for the Herald, how close are you able to follow Maine high school football? How are we doing up here, keeping you informed?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I have sort of kept my, my toe in the water. Um, I got a, I got uh, issued a challenge early in the uh, late in the summer uh, by uh, a couple of the guys down at the Sun Journal uh, in the uh, football pick'em, and uh, so. I, uh, I, uh, I, I took the challenge. Now, I'm not doing so hot, but I'm
2: still beating the two people that I said I would beat. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still in, in, in doing okay.
1: So, yeah, I, I keep my eyes on, on things. Uh, it, it's a little it's a little, uh, little tougher, obviously, where you know, I'm, I'm dealing with a uh, uh, variety of things every day. But uh, I certainly, I'll tell you what, I'll be honest with you, and, and this is going to come. Uh, don't, don't tell the people down here in Boston this, but I certainly know still more about high school Football in Maine than I do about high school football in Massachusetts.
0: So, well, I was going to ask you about that. Like, how does it compare so far? How many games you got a chance to go to down there in Massachusetts?
1: Um, absolutely none. None. Yeah, uh, my, my primary, my personally, my primary focus is the pros. Yeah, uh, is the pro sports. Um, we actually have a whole high school team, a high school sports editor, and and eleven uh, part timers that deal specifically with the high schools. Um, and uh, for my money, uh, it's the best high school sports coverage that, that you can find here in Eastern Massachusetts. Danny Ventura and his crew do a fantastic job. But uh, um, it, it really makes it very hands-off for me, which um, I, I can't complain about because they do a fantastic job. Uh, I I, just, I trust that they're going to get the job done and do it well.
0: So obviously you're more focused on pro sports, so maybe we'll pivot to that in just a moment. Uh, obviously the Patriots – you know, last time I guest hosted it was a few weeks ago, I think, Coach, and and at that point we were things all worried about yeah. the Patriots, but now they've they've really turned things around. Uh, I mean, Justin, were you worried about them at any point, or did you just know, you know, Brady and Belichick are going to get it done?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the prevailing feeling here. You you kind of know and, and feel like they're going to get it done no matter what. Um, it, it's it, it's funny because there was even here though there was there was the panic there was the you know the the annual, and it seems like it's an annual. Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> it's it's coming down. It's going to be the end. And now let's let's make sure that we, we note that it really is going to end at some point. Like this isn't going to happen until Brady's sixty, until it's <laughs> yeah. like it's not going to happen that way. Right. So it will end, and we are closer to the end than we are the beginning. Those are two you know undeniable facts. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know the, the the demise has been slightly exaggerated. So the stats bear out that there is some slip this year, uh, there's no question there. Um, whether that's Brady and Belichick or whether that's a personnel thing, which I suppose gets back to Belichick in a, in a sense, um, is, is to be seen. I don't know that it's Brady. I, I think it's, it's uh, a defensive issue with them. If anything's going to bring them down, it's going to be a lack of, of, of uh, depth and defense. Um, offensively, the addition of Gordon at wide receiver, the return of Edelman, everything seems to be right on the offense, even without Gronk. Uh, so uh, things are going to be fine, I think, in Patriot land. I don't know that we can see another Super Bowl this year. Maybe. Still, of course, it is Brady and Belichick, but you are certainly looking at a playoff team and probably one of the final four teams in the NFL.
0: Yeah, the Patriots are 5-2 right now on the year. They are at Buffalo... Uh, for Monday Night Football, and Buffalo is just having all sorts of problems at this point. They're 2-5 they're and five yeah, on I, the season. Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I can't imagine that when they put the schedule together, that they thought um, Buffalo was going to be this bad. Right. Um, I, you know, the, the execs there have got to be kind of like shaking their heads and wondering what the heck happened um, <laughs> to, to, to Buffalo. Um, that said, though, you know, like any team, it is still the NFL. They're still one of the thirty-two best football teams in in the country um, in Buffalo. You know what I mean? So, right, they're not going to be able to just you know completely fluff it off because I've seen things happen much stranger than than that. Um, but that said, yeah, Monday night this week, and then um, then I believe it's uh, It's, it's drawn up on a matchup with uh, with your beloved
2: Packers, isn't it?
0: Yes, the Packers. Yes, the Packers on uh, November fourth at at eight twenty p.m. Home against the Packers before they hit the road with the Titans and the Jets. The Packers are uh, a little shaky this year, also, um, especially <laughs> defensively. So it's it's lining up well for the Patriots right now. I feel like. So. Yeah,
1: I, I agree. I mean, in the AFC, I mean, especially if they're in the if they're in the NFC, um, it's funny. We've been doing kind of this back and forth during the World Series here with the uh, the L.A. Times, excuse me, the L.A. Daily News. Uh, and us here at the Boston Herald, because we're uh, under the same ownership group. And uh-huh. uh, we're kind of doing this back and forth, L.A. versus Boston thing, and one of the topics that we hit on was football today. And, um, you know, you've got Gurley and Goff out there, and uh, Brady and, and Gronk uh, here in, in Boston, and kind of the old guard, the new guard. And one of the things I, I made sure to, to mention is, you know, the L.A., all well and good to go, keep going undefeated in the regular season, just be careful for those playoff matchups. Yeah.
3: Hey, Justin, we're hearing all kinds of rumors about coming up to the trade deadline. Um, what are you hearing? And if you had to pick a spot that they need something, what would you go after?
1: Well, you know, I, I'm not nearly as much of an expert as, as our, our uh, NFL writers. You know, Kevin Duffy and Karen Garrigan have their, have their uh, finger on the pulse much better than I do. From what I can understand from them, they showed serious interest uh, in the cornerback from Arizona. Uh, and Peterson. That's one yeah. area where uh, Stefan Gilmore is good Um you know people want, people want are riding him for some unknown reason he's still rated among the top five cornerbacks right now by stats in the NFL um, on the eye test maybe he doesn't look so great but from a stats perspective and his being able to, to, to defend passes when they are thrown his way uh, he's done very very well this season but a complimentary cornerback wouldn't hurt that gotcha. yeah it
3: seems like that would be uh, great uh,
1: opposing pass. Uh, opposing pass uh, offenses, but the most pressing need right now, given health, is the running back position. Yes, uh, and whether they can they can figure out. And Kenyon Barner is not going to be the answer there long term. Uh, and I don't know that Tony Michelle will, just given his injury issues, either. So beyond that, they've got James White, who he's he's fantastic, but you lose some effectiveness with James White if you're using him every down because no longer is he a change of pace back. He becomes your every down back, and, and teams will key on him. He's better as a change of pace back uh, in terms of getting open and, and being able to, to uh, find holes in the defense. So they're going to need some help on, on running back, and they're going to need some help in the secondary, I think, are the two big ones.
0: Hey, make the Steelers an offer they can't refuse for Le'Veon Bell. Too much, <laughs> t- too much money. Too much well, money.
1: You know what? That one, you know, I, I just don't <laughs> see that happening. You I
3: know, think we, we, probably we, not.
1: Patri- <laughs> we've, we've seen the Patriots. You know, it's funny. We've seen the Patriots, though. They'll, they'll do reclamation projects every once in a while, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll go out and get the. Um, Randy Moss wasn't necessarily a reclamation, but they'll go out and get, um, get Cor- the guy. Corey Dillon, uh, right?
0: Back Corey, the... Corey Dillon was, yeah.
1: a um, you know, they, they, was a good example. You um, know, Haynesworth was a good example. You know, they've gone and, and, and done this with some other players, and it wouldn't necessarily be a reclamation here either, where this guy's essentially in the prime of his athletic prowess, but. Uh, um, certainly not happy in Pittsburgh. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out because there were thoughts that he was coming back this week, right? Um, and then uh, he's not. Uh, Connor's still going to be the feature back, and, and they haven't uh, activated him. So I, I don't know what's going on in, in Pittsburgh, but they're kind of a an up-and-down uh, mess without him as well.
3: We had heard maybe Gillisley, nobody picked him up, that he might be a short-term fill-in until Michelle can get back. You know, the hard part was I think they had it, fixed until the kid they got from Cincinnati they got hurt out for the season uh in preseason I think he was the other back that was going to make the difference I don't remember what is uh and Burkhead but no um yeah. geez I can't I'm I've lost the kid's name but uh big strong running back that I think that they felt would give him good short yardage and he had some real ability and he he hurt his knee in preseason gotcha. on a on a special team's play and, and is out for the season. How about... Yeah, forget, uh, yep, go ahead. I was going to say, Maddie, I'm sure, will be listening to us pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> the Celtics looked horrible last night for the first half anyway, and then eventually uh, came back. Uh, I like what Steven said. He said, we're not quite as good as we think we are. <laughs> so,
1: no, he, and he's not, he's not wrong. No, I mean, they, they haven't he, looked he very good. Look at, You don't don't forget, you know, this Celtics team uh, didn't play as a unit last year the way it is constituted right now. They never had Gordon Hayward last year. They they finished the season without Kyrie Irving, and so there are a lot of players that are kind of adjusting to brand new roles, even though they've all been there technically on the roster for the last year and a half. And so, you know, what they're doing, uh, they're going to take some time. They're not going to go seventy-two and ten. That's just not going to be the makeup of this team. They're not going to have to go seventy-two and ten. My my gut feeling is that through the first month and a half of the season or so, month month and a half, they'll probably be in just above five hundred team. Looking at you know maybe like um, uh, through the first twenty-five games, they go fifteen and ten or something like that. Uh, it's going to take some time for this team to gel. Uh, but boy, Jason Tatum's certainly looking like the superstar that we all thought he was going to be, doesn't he?
0: Yes, he does. He's looked very good. I suppose we should talk a little baseball, right? I mean, yeah, since it is the World <laughs> Series, you know, just, just a little. There's uh, this little thing
1: going on here,
0: right? now. I hear it's the World Series right now, and I hear the Red Sox are dominating and Maddie, can't be, be beaten. Maddie
3: Boutwell is miserable.
0: He, he has re- ran. He refused every day. to come into work today. That's yeah, why I'm here. now. I swear,
3: <laughs> I swear, he didn't come in because the Red Sox are up two and zero. You know,
0: that's. <laughs> I mean. Good. Oh, I, I mean is there a sense there in Boston that I mean they're just going to march and and sweep them or there's a little worry about going to LA for a couple for a few games here, you think?
1: Well, it it's, it's funny because, you know, you talk to Boston fans 15 years ago and it'd be doom and gloom. You're like, "Oh, we've seen this. We've seen this before," right? That's that's what Boston's mantra always was until the curse was broken. Right. Uh, was how are we going to find a way to mess things up this time?
2: Because <laughs>
1: right? that's always seemed to be what happened. It was either an August collapse or a September collapse uh, or a one-game playoff uh, collapse to, uh, to to people with as explet- their middle name. I mean, there was uh, there was always something that that doomed the Red Sox. But the, the shift uh, now that this is their fourth trip to the uh, to the World Series here in the last fifteen years, the shift in mentality to to see what's been written, uh, even by our own guys. Uh, Michael Silverman had a great column that was in the in the paper this morning that he wrote. Um, you know, after the after the, the game two win, uh, it feels like this thing's over. Right? Uh, it, it's not. Clearly, I mean, clearly this is you know the Dodgers and the Dodgers had more home runs than anybody in the in the majors except the Yankees this year. So the Dodgers can certainly come back. But it, it, it's the way it feels, right? It's the way that they they walked off the field after the, after game two. It's the way they they went through things, uh, went about things. It's the way Dave Roberts inexplicably left three 25 home run guys on the bench for matchup purposes. Oh, man. You know, things like that. I mean, it, it's just, it feels like it's, you know, say, Lewis in High School playing against Elliott Avenue Little League's uh, junior all-stars. Just, it feels like that, that's what it felt like in those first two games. That's not to say that things aren't going to change uh, for, for game three. You know, eighty-two degree weather agrees with the Dodgers a lot better than uh, forty-two degree weather, um, and and that's going to be something that we're going to have to look at as
0: well. But well, and you know, you mentioned Dave Roberts like, leaving those guys on the bench. It reminds me of that old Simpsons episode, the very famous Simpsons episode, Homer at the Bat, where Mister Burns pinch hits Homer Simpson. For Daryl Strawberry because <laughs> there's a lefty on the mound and Strawberry a left-handed batter, and it's like, come on! Right. <laughs> Just the matchups. Well, oh. true. I
1: mean, at one point, and it's a great discussion. At one point, at what point do you say analytics is is uh, is, is going over the top, and, and you're you're too worried about the matchups? But you know, the, the swing side of that is the other side of that is it's a it's a matchup analytical decision. That put Eduardo Nunez in the position that it put him in in game one. So analytics can work and they cannot work, and you just kind of have to pick your spots. And I think people are giving Cora praise, and, and with, with, and all rightfully so, because he's not basing it solely on numbers, as we've seen. You know, Brock Holt hits for the cycle, and then he sits down. He's not basing it solely on numbers. He's basing it on instinct as much as he is numbers. And I think that's why he's made so many good decisions because he's he's combining different factors instead of going straight up by the numbers.
0: Yeah, and that pitch that he hit for that home run there was not a bad pitch at all, but he's a low-ball hitter oh. and took it out over the monster. Pretty impressive. <laughs> but uh, Red yeah. Sox at Dodgers, again, that's tonight, 8.09 p.m. I love how it starts at 8.09 p.m. Uh, Eastern yeah. Time. Television, baby. Yeah, television will have to stay up, I'm sure, very, very late to see the conclusion as usual for that one i mean I, I you know justin i grew up on the west coast and and coming to the east coast and watching sports has been a physical and mental challenge for me because these uh, games are on so late how do you guys do it <laughs> every year it's ridiculous I don't, no, 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 you're,
1: you're asking the wrong guy because we're on deadline at that same right right so, <laughs> this, is, this has been our life for uh forever um yeah. you know, deadlines are, are not easy and as uh, things change in our industry deadlines are creeping earlier and earlier and that's even tougher you know but uh, so far so good we've got we've uh, been able to get both things in, into our printed edition so far and of course the web is, is so prolific I mean,
0: yeah for sure
1: Our, our stuff at slash world series so far um, because we're filing things early for print and then redoing them for late we're actually getting to double the content on our website right now. Um, because we're filing the early stories and then refiling later stories and so you're talking we're, we're you know we're pumping out seven eight nine ten stories a game uh, during this this playoff run nice. uh, you know four or five early and four or five after the game's over so um, you know it's 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 adding content uh, in a sense but it's also making us work a little harder uh, but it's worth it you know for something like this the world series it's absolutely worth it
3: well i was gonna say uh, sure have to stay up later but you know what I could be in bed watching somebody else play. The Red Sox are playing, of course. I'm going to stay up. I don't mind it one bit. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not no, complaining. Yeah, I Boston, could be.
1: Boston fans have been spoiled over the last decade and a half. That's for sure.
3: Well, I said to my kids, you know, one's thirty six, the other one's thirty four. They don't understand <laughs> what we went through as Red Sox fans. <laughs> oh. Well, this,
1: this all started for them when they were late in
3: high school, right? I oh, mean, sure, yeah. The, the, the first, the first,
1: Patriots run would have been right about the end of their high school years. So. Yeah, just after um, my
3: son graduated. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, they, there's a lot of that. and there's a whole generation now of high school kids who don't know what it's like to have a New England, uh, a New England region that, that has never won a title. Every single one of them has seen. Oh, yeah.
3: At least For, one.
1: In Boston win at least one title in the last 15, 16
3: years. I will, have to, I will have to say, after 2004, when the Red Sox won, that night, I was sitting on the couch. My wife had already gone to bed. She, did, she said, if I stay up, I'm going to jinx them. And when they won, the phone rang. First, it was my daughter. And then when I hung up with her two minutes later, my son called. And I said, there, see, they, they do understand how long it's been that those of yeah. us that are a little older have suffered.
0: Yeah, from, from a non-Red Sox fan's perspective, I remember in 2004, I felt really happy for everyone in Boston that yeah. they finally got a championship, yeah, absolutely. and then a few years later, I no longer felt happy for them at all. <laughs> Do not feel happy. Do not feel happy. That yeah, uh, that <laughs> over, right? That's gone whatsoever. But uh, it's it's all good. I mean, obviously, a lot of passion uh, for the Red Sox and the other Boston sports teams around here, and and I love it. Obviously, um, all the sports and everything. But Justin, last question before you let you go, I'm curious. You know, when you're in Lewiston working for the Sun Journal. I mean, Sun Journal. Basically, you, you know, you're you're the newspaper here in town, but now you're in Boston, where you're competing with an, a number of other media outlets, whether it be traditional newspapers like the Globe or or other maybe more online focused um, publications. What's that like to have uh, some competition in the in the media business?
1: <laughs> no, it's good, and, and uh, you know, until even three years ago, though, at the Sun Journal, we took a lot of pride in, in competing as well. Okay, um, not to not to say that. I mean. You know, it was technically the only game in town in Lewiston, but especially in sports, we really kind of prided ourselves on on uh, on being uh, competitive with with the Kennebec Journal in our crossover area, with the Press Herald in our crossover area. Now, that's all one big happy family, so it really kind of is all uh, all for one uh, and one for all right. uh, in, in the in the mid mid Maine or central Maine media landscape. But here, uh, it, it's pretty it's pretty incredible. You know, on the print side, it is it is a two newspaper town. Uh, really, Uh, on the news side sometimes uh, some of the freebies like the Metro uh, will stick their nose in and and get something that's pretty good um, on the news side, but in the sports realm, it's really the Boston Globe and the Boston Herald Um, but uh, online, I mean, yeah, you're talking all the radio stations have their own websites. you're talking EEI.com and uh, the Athletic is is, is, uh, uh, toes in the the proverbial water here Um, you know, you've got uh, 98.5 has its website, NBC Sports Boston has its website, I mean, there's there's uh, a lot yeah. uh, of media presence here in Boston, and it, that that's part of one of the reasons why the, the athletes themselves have such a hard time here is because they're constantly getting, you know, bombarded, and if it's not a, an in-city element, it's, you know, maybe one of the, 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 maybe the Metro West Daily, it's uh, matchlive.com, it's, you know, even the Providence Journal and uh, the South Town's newspapers, uh, Broughton Enterprise, things like that and they're just it, its saturated it makes it tough on the athletes as well as, as, as competing as a media outlet because uh, they're, they're constantly uh, getting uh, things from all sides so it, it is a very different landscape but it's fun it makes it fun, right? It makes it competitive um, it makes it uh, um, so that you always have to be at the top of your game and I and I love that aspect of it
0: Excellent, well let you get back to work then Justin Fellas yeah. here, thanks so much for joining us here on the B-List Daily
1: you got it. Hey, and congratulations, by the way. I hadn't had a chance to talk to you since uh, your uh, your uh, adventure uh, into uh, uh, being engaged. So I want <laughs> Thank to, you. I want may- to extend the congratulations
3: and uh, making the rest of us look uh, bad.
1: May, may, may it be a green and yellow celebration.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Justin, he's made the rest of us look uh, <laughs> pretty weak. You know, take
0: it at Lambeau Field. Come on. Well, I appreciate that, Justin. Thank you so much, and have a good one.
1: You got it. Take it easy.